Hello, welcome to 400 Thoughts. This is your host, The Driver, and this is episode 26. What are we going to tell the kids? It's been a while since my last podcast, podcast or episode number 25. It's been kind of an interesting year. I know I, I say this a lot, and it's it's not great for kind of the idea of just capturing 400 thoughts or 400 ideas to set them in a certain time, but based on the last episode and this episode and probably unique and, and different ideas I'm going to have for the remainder of the year, they're all going to kind of focus on the the ordeal of the year 2020 and what it's brought to the world and what it's brought to America and specifically what it's brought to myself and in my life and how it's impacted those around me. This one is it's a huge topic. It's a huge, you know, thought or or idea of what what am I supposed to tell my kids? I've got a a 4-year-old, a 2-year-old and a 1-year-old. Obviously, you know, the 1-year-old's not really recording much right now besides the, the sound of my voice and her siblings. So I can really tell her anything, and it's not going to mean a whole lot. The two-year-old's not going to really be able to comprehend a whole bunch or remember much from, from now on. But the, the four-year-old, I think he gets things pretty well, or at least they require a certain amount of explanation for why we do the things we do. Do they need an explanation? No, because I'm your dad. That's the way things are going to be. But as far as why do we do certain things now that we didn't do a year ago? For example, uh, when we used to live in Georgia, we went to, or they went to parks a lot. They went to a lot of parks. Not water parks or theme parks, obviously, because they're too young for that, but they went to a lot of public parks. And where we lived in Georgia, it was a great area. There were a lot of really cool trails and a lot of parks that they could go to and play with, you know, other kids and explore and enjoy life, as children should. But that hasn't really been too much of an option, or at least that's been severely limited this year. Uh, once things started moving in March with COVID-19 and different states and governments decided to determine kind of the extent of social interaction that was allowed, that kind of limited. And even if it didn't limit, uh, you know, specifically how were our family or how the kids were allowed to interact with other kids. There's certainly the, yeah, that might not be the rule, but things are just scary in general. So we're going to maybe exercise things beyond the rule. So, you know, you're, you're supposed to be at least six feet away from people. Um, at least that's, that's what the rule is now. It might, you know, go down or, or might extend later based on, you know, more evidence or, or whatnot. But, you know, if, if the rule is six feet, maybe maybe we pull the kids back, you know, at least 10 feet. So things have been very different, and, and how do we explain to the kiddos why things are different? How do we explain, and it's, it's really easy because they don't watch, we don't really have cable or anything, they have Netflix and Disney Plus, so they don't ask, they don't ask the questions of any time we turn on the TV why there's war and famine and pestilence and big fires and 
all that sort of stuff. How they receive the news is mostly why or how why we change what we do locally or what happens to family members and friends. So if hurricanes are coming through Florida and that's going to affect their grandparents on my wife's side or their grandparents, my wife's um, folks will explain, hey, the nanny and pop pop are going to have a lot of crazy rain the next few days. They might not be able to talk because they have to get ready for the hurricane. And then that makes the question, what's a hurricane? And then we try to find a, an episode of children's TV or explain it as best we can. Or maybe you find uh, a cool video on YouTube of explaining what a hurricane is. So we, we do that or, you know, we have family that live on the, the West Coast and we explain, you know, what they might be doing, why they might be worried about their safety. And we'll explain what a forest fire is. A forest fire is obviously very easy to tell a kid. They know what a forest is and they know what fire is. Boom, too easy. Uh, pretty, pretty smart kids. They can put one and one together. So we'll, we'll talk about that. So major life events, you know, we'll have what is, what is cancer. We'll explain that talk. Um, which is a uh, fairly frequent talk and um, pretty depressing talk. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, we haven't we haven't had, and I don't really know if it's appropriate, had uh, deep talks like you know what is suicide because it's hard enough to keep the kids from not intentionally harming themselves, but just generally keeping them safe. That try not to introduce things like. I never say, I try never to say in front of any of my children the word bite because inevitably if you say bite, they're going to bite. That's just what's going to happen. Especially if you say no biting, all I hear is bite. So, you know, not to say if I tell them not to kill yourself that they're going to do that, but it's just, just, it's just a topic right now that we don't need to discuss, even if it does happen to somebody, uh, close within the, the family. Um, not right now, anyway. Not for a four-year-old. Maybe five, but not four. Um, we, we, we talk about a lot of topics, and we're not... How I view it as, as a father is... What are... I, I want to establish a relationship with the kiddos, so if they have any question, they'll look to me either, one, for answers, and if I don't have the answers the willingness to work with them to find the answers. So kind of encouraging curiosity, but also making them think that I'm the smartest guy in the world, which you should. You should think your your parents know everything until you realize they don't. And then there's the interwebs and other stuff. So want, I want them to be able to trust me to ask me any questions and feel comfortable with that. I think if you shy away from certain questions, it might might make you look like you don't know what you're talking about like if you have a very strong opinion like this is our political party or this is how history is or this is what we do and then they ask the inevitable child's question of but why why and you don't have anything else than because i said so or because that's just the way it is i mean that work that might work for a short period of time but it's not gonna not very persuasive not that you have to be incredibly persuasive for children but children are very good at catching BS. They're very good. They got a good BS detector. So just being able to express and articulate things. And if you don't, just being honest about that, I think is, is pretty important. But what, what do we tell the kiddos? Going back to the original theme of the show, what do we tell the kids? What do we, 
how have we explained COVID-19? Well, we say there's a, a sickness going around that is hurting a lot of people and a lot of people have died from it. And so we're not able to go to restaurants anymore because they're closed or we're not able to go to this thing because they're closed because everybody needs to be safe. And how you're safe is you wear this mask that mommy and daddy gave you. And it's a really cool mask. You know, it has a little, a cool color to it or it might have something on it. Like I uh, had the pleasure of taking my two-year-old to the emergency room when he cut his foot and he had like a little dinosaur cloth mask on, which was pretty cool. I think it had dinosaur, I don't know, it was a kid's mask. It was, it was neat. Whatever was on it, it was cute. So you get to put this mask on, which then it becomes almost like you're playing doctor. So it. It's like a um, dress-up sort of thing, so that's fun for them. And we just say, this is what we do. Now, the depressing idea is if this is just kind of... It's not depressing. It's I may, may be unfortunate, but this is just what we do now forever. What we've done the last six months is what we're going to do for the next six years or 60 years, if that's just part of our lives now, which would not be the end of the world. It would just be a, this is our life now, which is okay. You know, there's... I already kind of had that that episode. I can't remember which one it was, but as far as you have life-altering events, and this is my life now. This is just what we do. And go to the grocery store, you wear a mask. Not that big of a deal. It's really not. Um, and masks are, at least now, they are because of production, fairly afford affordable. And a lot of places will give you free masks, depending if it's like a doctor's clinic or wherever you go, and some of them will offer you disposable masks. So not a big deal. Now... For all the things that the man tells me what to do, I refuse, I refuse when I am in a hurry or when I'm in the zone checking off the grocery store list. I refuse to pay attention to the floor arrows. I ain't got no time for that, okay? If I need to find the specific whatever ingredient for a baking product or the bagels that the kids like that you would think would be in the bread section but actually they're refrigerated by the cream cheese not sure why that is that's not really an aisle because that's the perimeter but yeah I'm not gonna look at the arrows I'm going to get in and get out as fast as I can and if that means I'm going the wrong way uh, in the grocery aisle so be it okay you can't tell me what to do fun police or grocery traffic patrol you know I'm my own man I blaze my own trail okay so I don't want to hear no guff about that. And uh, what else do we tell them? Um, they've never really, they've never been to a hotel, so we don't have to talk about why. I mean, I, I went to a hotel for for drill weekend this past weekend, and it was kind of creepy because most of the lights were off in the lobby, so it looked almost like it was run down. And I think there were probably maybe 20 people in the entire hotel. So it's kind of eerie. That's just what it, how things are right now. People are probably not going to hotels or I'm not sure if some hotels are closed down or only operating within a certain thing. But yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. So what do we tell the kids? We, what we don't do is we, I don't try to instill, instill any immediate fear in the kids unless it's something related to their siblings. Like, my my oldest kiddo, I try to explain multiple times, do not put the blanket over your brother who's two's face. I know you're playing, 
but you're twice his size and that's really not safe, so let's just not do that. Or, hey, four-year-old, please cease and desist bouncing your little brother's head on the ground or the wall. It's just not cool. It's not funny. Or, hey, little man, how about you don't punch me in the balls when I'm trying to explain something to you? That's not very respectful, and I'm going to throw you into the moon. Um, yeah, good times. No respect, no respect, I tell you. So what do we tell the kids? We tell the kids what we know, the best way we can describe it. If we don't, we look it up. Like, um, there's a lot of animal questions we're asked, or a lot of interesting questions we're asked by the kids, and sometimes I don't know, so we go to YouTube, or I look it up on Google, and say, oh, cool, that's what that is, that's the capital of that state, or that's what this animal looks like, or actually this dinosaur was this big. Okay, in comparison, that's three of mommy's vans. Something like that. It's it's too easy. Um, so we're, we're honest with them. We invoke fear only when it's absolutely necessary, and that normally pertains to their siblings. Um, and I would say we don't we don't answer questions or tell the kids a certain amount of information to indoctrinate them into a certain you know core beliefs but that is 100% not true <laughs> we definitely do shape the kids or some of our answers in a way that would reflect our beliefs 100% and I think if you're a parent that's your prerogative to not tell them hey this is what we think but choose your choose your own adventure no <laughs> you're one of your kind of tasks as a parent is to shape the little monsters, the little gremlins, into fully functioning human beings, and if that means, you know, starting them off with very rigid order that shows them, you know, kind of a set of morals or ethics that seem uncompromising, I think that's all right for their for their age group. And then once once they're able to understand a little bit of nuance when their the rest of their brain develops when they're like twenty five, that's fine. Twenty five, you say? Yeah, the the whole prefrontal cortex fully developing when they're 25 that yeah that's fine they want to if they want to dance with nuance when they're out of the house at 18 and can come to grips with it when they're 25 cool but from now on no means no and all that sort of stuff so yes we we definitely have a a certain range of ways we can answer a question that are in a line with kind of our our worldview and that's that's fine by me because it's my kid Go and do what I want with my kid, and um, it. Uh, I think it, it's a good, good system. Now, can I say that another parent's system of teaching their worldview or their set of, you know, morals or ethics or the way they answer questions is is wrong or not the way I do it with my kids? Oh yeah, I'm sh I'm sure that those adults do exist, but they could come back and say the same thing for me, which is fine. It's my kids, though. I'm gonna do what I want with them. Um, that sounds terrible. That sounds like we're we're gonna like abuse them or something. They are my little gremlins to shape into fully functioning members of society. So there's, if you explain it like that, there's I don't think you know we're not gonna damage them or something. Though, if the firstborn keeps punching me in the dick, he's he's gonna get punted across a creek. I'm not gonna do that. That would be bad. That would be violent. But 
he will be persuaded not to do that in, anymore. What do we tell the kids? What do we tell the kids? We tell the kids honest answers of what we know and hope for the best because that's all we, we really can do. So that's, that's kind of what we do. That's what do we tell the kids? We tell the kids the honest truth of how we know it. If we don't know it, we look it up. And um, yeah, hopefully they're not too screwed up by this experience. But I know, I know my, my folks could have said the same thing about, you know, what periods were, were going on when we were growing up. If there was stuff going on when I was a kid, like how did... How were my folks supposed to explain the, the fall? I mean, not a bad thing, it's a good thing. How could they explain the fall of the, the former Soviet Union in 89 or... In several years from now. Or this, this past week, how was I supposed to explain to my four-year-old what 9-11 was? I mean, he doesn't even know what his months are, how to explain 9-11 isn't 9-1-1, but is September 11th, 2001, and what happened there? I, w I was fairly young when it happened, but it happened well before he was even born. And so how do I explain that event to him? How can how could my grandfather possibly explain to me how he felt, you know, after Pearl Harbor? How how is that possible? How could Yeah, how could you explain the Kennedy assassination or the Cuban missile crisis or how I how I felt, and it's kind of world events, but you know, how, where was, where was I when I heard that Osama bin Laden had been uh, murdered and, and kind of explain those world events, where were you where were you in 2020, that'll be during that whole year, the event of that year for COVID and wildfires and crazy weather in general and political unrest and just violence and depression and just shit you know how how do you explain that to your kids there was a whole year one time that just sucked maybe not the first part the first part was cool but around around the 25% download period it just sucked super sucked how do you explain to somebody we had a whole freaking year or a good portion of a year that was just so much bullshit un you know the joke isn't even funny anymore when, when real life looks so much like Jumanji. Just, ugh, sucks. If I liked the last episode, maybe it's just a rep. Maybe Pfizer was, you know, honest with the drug company when they said that they might have a vaccine by the end of October. We'll see how that goes. And then that'll just be six or seven or eight months of bull crap in the last two months would be sweet and we could have a very happy Merry Christmas. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to go on and uh, I don't tell my kids that I do know what's going on. I just answer their questions as best I can. And most of those have happen to do with dinosaurs and I know quite a bit about dinosaurs. So I'm pretty much the smartest guy they know. That's it for episode 26 of 400 Thoughts. This has been the host, the driver. Episode is what I'm going to tell the kids. And if you want to reach out, you can email at 400thoughts.thedriver at gmail.com. You can reach out to us at 400thoughts uh, on Twitter. 
If you have any questions or concerns that you want to address outside those mediums, too bad. Not giving you my phone number, and that's the only way you can reach this podcast. So I hope everybody's staying safe. I hope everybody's doing well. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time for episode 27. How do you explain that to your kids? Don't want to hear no guff about that.